The Gemini Letters is an unfiltered audio diary in which I make sense of my life through the language of astrology, numerology, and tarot. I hope it speaks to you wherever you're at, and I thank you for listening. It's Sunday, November 14th, and I'm thinking about a transit that I have just cleared, which is Pluto conjunct my natal Saturn. Uh, This is a generational transit. Everyone born in 1990 is going through this around now or something similar. has been for the last six months to a year. Um, as Pluto passed over our natal Saturn and then actually retrograded over it again. And that transit for me was at its most extreme, like the retrograde. I'll wait for this plane to pass. That transit was at its most direct uh, basically over the last six months as Pluto retrograded to within one degree of my natal Saturn and it finally stationed direct I think last month Um, I think it was in October might have been September but yeah it was within the last month or two that Pluto finally stationed direct um And it is now slowly but surely moving away from my Saturn. So I've cleared this transit. And I'm thinking about what that means. And, you know, looking back over that period and what was going on and what did that teach me. Because I just had this dream last night that was extremely Plutonian. Where I was sort of seduced by this Hades-like figure who, yeah, he was kind of a god of death, and he had the ability to, like, take life, but he also had the ability to give life, and he was very intense. Um, and I was a little bit afraid of him at first, and I thought he wanted to just, like, kill me or kidnap me or something, but then I, like, couldn't resist him, and I came to him at night, and we became lovers, and and in the end he showed me what he could do and that he could give me life and that he would never choose to take my life away oh there's a dragonfly (laughs) a little baby one (laughs) little green baby dragonfly just flew up to me it's November like what (laughs) Um, but yeah, this, this, this figure, his name was Silk, and he was showing me his power and his ability to, to take life and also to give life. And, and I felt how powerful I was and that I was able to, to copulate with him, but also to actually stay with him. Um, 
because every night we would make love and then I would leave and I would go back to my room and he would tell me I could stay and I could sleep with him and I would say no because I was still afraid a little bit. I was afraid that I, I didn't fully trust him and also I, I didn't want the other people in the house to know. It was like a secret that we were sleeping together. And so for three nights I would come to him at night, we would make love, and then I would leave. And he would offer for me to stay and I would decline. And then on the last night, the fourth night, I stayed with him. And that's when he showed me his power and that's when I felt my own power. Um, it was a very, very, very sexy dream. It was super scorpionic. Like, oh my God, it was so Scorpio. And when I woke up, it was funny because like all my hair, I was like, I always lose a lot of hair. Like I'm just constantly shedding hair everywhere. I don't know how I'm not bald. I shed so much hair, but I guess my hair grows really fast. So somehow I still always have some left. But yeah, I thought it was funny when I woke up and I was like writing down this dream. I wrote like six pages of my dream journal. It was so much. And the whole time I was just like running my fingers through my hair and all this hair was coming out. It was like all of this death, just like shedding, shedding this, this skin, you know, and my scalp was really itchy. I was like scratching my scalp. It was like all this dead skin, just like making itself known to me. And it was just like, oh, get it off. Like, get it all off. I was just like shedding all of this stuff, just like shaking, shaking it off of me. And, uh, and as I'm walking, you can probably hear the autumn leaves crunching under my feet, you know, we're in this season of death. And it was like this dream just opened up to me, just like the, the beauty and the intensity and the gift that is within death and the life that is within death and the strength that it takes to be able to accept that gift when it comes packaged in death. You know, it's easy to accept life when it comes in the form of a little cute bud sprouting out of the ground. It's much harder to accept uh, life when it comes in the form of a wilting flower or a tree that's been stripped down to its bones. You know, those look gloomy and sad to us. They look lifeless. But to see the life within that is really the wisdom of Pluto and the wisdom of Scorpio. So I'm thinking about this transit that I just cleared. And <clears throat> everything that was going on in my life as Pluto was retrograding over my Saturn. And, you know, it's crazy how... This year of my life, you know, particularly since my birthday in June, um, the first six months of this year of my life have been extremely Saturnian um, in that there's been a lot of restriction and a lot of pressure. And I've felt this intense pressure of like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing with your life? 
You have these goals, you have these dreams. What are you doing about them? You're staying in the same place. How are these dreams gonna happen? And Saturn is just like putting this pressure on and saying like, you need to make some sacrifices if you want this to happen. What got you here won't get you there. And I had hoped, you know, going into this year in June, um, like at first I had hoped, oh, well, I'm going to go study in New York this year in the fall. And I'm going to somehow magically find the money to do that. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. And then all this shit with my knee started and, and, you know, all these medical bills came up. And even without the medical bills, it was kind of, you know, becoming increasingly clear that like the money is not just going to magically appear. Uh, you're going to have to do something to earn it. And at the time I was living in Berlin, I was working at this Kita part time. I was making very little money. I was making enough money that I could live off of in Berlin because Berlin is cheap and my rent was low. But, you know, it was not money that was going to allow me to really save anything. Um, and certainly not to save enough money to move to New York and pay for school anytime soon. So, you know, the first Saturnian lesson that came in June or July, so pretty much right at the start of my, like just after my solar return. Uh, by the way, the solar return, which brought me into an eighth house year. This is my eighth house year, so... Um, you know, a double dose of Pluto uh, and Scorpio energy for the whole year. But yeah, very shortly after my solar return, it became clear you're not going to be able to go to school this year. Like, you don't have the money. You have this health problem that might require surgery. We don't know. Like, it's just not going to happen that you just up and move to Berlin in the next, or to New York in the next six months. <laughs> Or at this point, it was three months, you know, and um, to me, it was like, it was like Saturn, as, as painful as that was and as disappointed as I was, because I feel so impatient to go to New York right now, to go to school right now, to be an actor right now, you know, Saturn rules time and Saturn's lessons are all about putting in the hours, putting in the time. And it was like Saturn was telling me, you know, I want you to be successful. I want you to be an actress. I want you to go to school. I want you to make all these dreams come true. But you're not going to get there just like, you know, with a hop, skip and a jump. If you want to get there at the level that you're dreaming of, at the level that you're asking for, then you have to put in that same level of work. And it's not just going to fall in your lap. And if you go to this school that was easy for you to get into, and you take off to New York without really having saved up enough money, and you kind of just repeat this pattern of like rushing and not really knowing how you're going to manage it, but just saying like, oh, I'll just figure it out when I get there. Like, that's the pattern that I had all throughout my 20s. And that's the pattern that um, finally reached a breaking point with my Saturn return in 2019. 
my Saturn return in the 11th house, it was all about, you know, um, these themes of home and community, 11th house, but also of authority, Capricorn. Um, and that came in the form of me getting very suddenly and brutally um, deported from the UK, from where I was living. And it was fucking devastating. And at the time, it just felt like the cruelest, most traumatic, most horrible, painful thing that could ever possibly happen. Um, and it was. And I don't mean to suggest that, that that wasn't a big deal, because it was. It was horrible. It was so painful. But looking back on it now, I can see that, you know, I was living in London with kind of a care in the world. Like I was barely working, had barely any money. I was living off of a credit card that I had no idea how I was ever going to pay for. Um, I was partying all the time. And... The reason why I got rejected at the border and kicked out of the country was because, you know, I had nothing to show for myself. I wasn't working. I didn't have any kind of, like, career prospects or future to speak of. I didn't have any money saved up. I was just kind of, you know, living my, like, free-spirited life with my friends. Um, and, you know, there was value to that. I don't mean to suggest that that was a waste of time. I don't think it was. I learned a lot about myself during that time. I made some amazing friends. I wouldn't trade that time for anything. But if I had been left to my own devices, I would could very easily have just stayed there for years. And I mean, as great as it was at first to experience this kind of anarchistic lifestyle of like, oh, what if we just like stayed up for like three days and just did drugs and danced to music and had deep conversations and what if that was just all we did? You know, as liberating and as beautiful as that was, it was not <laughs> what you would call productive um, and it was certainly not going to get me anywhere um, that I wanted to go. It wasn't going to get me any closer to my dreams. And I'm sure that if left to my own devices, eventually I would have figured that out and I would have figured out that I needed to distance myself from that community, but I think it would have taken a lot for me to get there and I probably would have lost a lot of time um, just getting sucked deeper and deeper into that world. And instead, Saturn came and, you know, like an angry parent, just like pulled me out of the party and was like, go to your fucking room. Like you're like you're out past your bedtime. You're fucking grounded. Like the party is over. Saturn literally came in and told me the party is over. Go to your room. And he grounded me in Berlin with nobody but Adam to just like figure out my life with and get my shit together with. And it sucked so much. And like a little kid, you know, at the time I was just like, this is so unfair. What the fuck? You know, just like kicking and screaming and crying all the way to my room. How could you do this to me? What the fuck? But he was right. I needed to fucking go to bed. And now I look back and it's like, thank fuck that that happened. Because who knows how much time I would have spent 
just spinning around in a circle, you know, dancing and doing drugs before I realized, oh fuck, I'm however old and I've been doing nothing to move myself closer to my dreams. Um, so my Saturn return really forced me to reckon with that. And I had to go to Berlin and I had to reckon with myself and I had to reckon with my dreams and I had to get honest about like, what am I doing and how am I going to make that happen? Um, and you know, I had to work, I had to confront my issues with authority. I had to face my past and, uh, and, um, face my past with Adam you know, and, and really, you know, both of us got really honest with like, well, what do we want to do and how are we going to do it? And that ultimately led to, you know, with that Sagittarius eclipse at the end of 2020, it led to me finally accepting that, you know what, if I want to be an actress at the level that I want, really just if I want to be an actress full stop, um, I need to go to school. Like I had wanted to just do it myself. I had thought that I could just do it myself. Part of that was ego. Part of that was just, you know, me not wanting to put a bunch of time and money into a really like expensive and time consuming uh, thing like school. But yeah, just accepting like, yeah, if I want this to happen, I need to put in the hours. I need to put in the work and I want to make it happen. So I'm going to go to school. That was the decision that I made at the end of 2020 with the Sagittarius new moon eclipse. As Saturn was conjunct Jupiter, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I did. I applied for schools. I got in. The first school that accepted me was the Atlantic. And they said, you know, we need an answer within two weeks. So I just said, okay, great. I'll take it. And I, I was happy for it to start as soon as possible. And that is definitely progress. But at the same time, there was still this part of me that was like, oh yeah, it's just going to magically happen. Like I'm just going to, you know, somehow figure out the money uh, in time to, to pay for this. And, and you know, <laughs> going to just magically like have the money to move to New York and uh, everything's going to work out because I was fucking impatient. And... Starting in May, June, like literally as my son entered into my eighth house year, Saturn and Pluto came in and they were like, uh-uh, bitch. If you want to do this, you've got to do it right. You're not going to do it just like skating through, not really putting in the work, just like going to an easy school, the first school that accepts you. Um not saving any money, not putting in the time to prepare. Like, no, if you want to do this, if you really fucking want this, then you have to do it properly. And that means you need to put the time into your audition. You need to get into a top school, not just any school. It needs to be a fucking great school. So you need to put the time in for that. You need to put the time in to save up money so that when you go to school and when you move to New York, it's not with like $200 in your bank account, just like, I don't know, I'll figure it out. 
but actually, um, you know, with proper savings so that you have financial stability and you can actually afford to move there and find an apartment and get yourself settled. Um, and you need to also put the time in to develop your emotional and financial independence. Um, because yeah, at the time I was, I was with Adam and, you know, we healed so much in our relationship, but there was definitely still an element of codependency there. And I was definitely relying on him as my emotional support and as my, um, financial support. Like he wasn't paying my bills, but like if I, you know, had an emergency and it was like, oh shit, like, could you lend me a hundred bucks? I could, I could ask him that and he would, and he would give me a hundred bucks. So I was still kind of able to kind of skate around, not really fully accepting, um, full responsibility for myself emotionally or financially. And as Pluto went retrograde over my Saturn, um, all of those things just came to an end. And exactly as that transit was at its closest, at its most direct, um, Adam and I broke up. I lost my job at the Kita. I had this sudden issue with my knee that was a, a big factor in me deciding to defer. I had to defer school really because of financial reasons. I would have had to defer anyway, but my knee kind of made it um, undeniable. It was like, well, I can't, I can't move to a new city and start school right now. Like I might need surgery on my knee. I don't know what's going on. I need to figure this out first. So that happened. I deferred, um, school, lost my job at the Kita and ended my relationship. Um, and all of that, you know, all of those things pointed in the same direction, which was you need to go back home, you need to live with your parents, and you need to spend a full year working a job that you don't necessarily love, saving your fucking money, and just putting all of your energy into preparing for this future. Auditioning for schools, saving up funds, and really building your own sense of independence and power so that you're not relying on anybody else. So it's kind of ironic because in order for me to gain financial independence and kind of extract myself from these patterns of codependency, it required me to come back home and depend on my parents for a time. Um, but it's funny because, you know, I've, I've lived at home before. Um, the last time was four years ago. I came home for like six months, um, to save up money for London. That was pre Saturn return. And it was so tense. Like I felt all this resentment from my parents. I felt like they were judging me. Like they were just like, well, you're, you know, you're 20, however old I was, you're like 27. Like you should, you know, like 
you should have this figured out. They were constantly fighting with me about like any time I spent money, it was like, you should be saving. I really resented them kind of breathing down my neck all the time. I felt like I am saving, like stop, like fuck off. Um, And I felt all this just like resistance and resentment to um, their judgment or their control. And I resented the fact that I was dependent on them, honestly. And it just brought, you know, I felt like a teenager the whole time. It brought up all of these old patterns from my adolescence. And it's funny because when I came to Colorado this time, like as I was preparing to leave Berlin, I told myself, you know, if that happens, like, you know, if those, if those patterns start to come up again, if you get triggered or you feel resentful or if they have a problem with you, like, you need to just remember that, like, they are helping you. This is a huge privilege to be able to come home and save up money. And whatever pressure they're putting on you is probably valid. And that doesn't have to mean that you accept their judgment and that doesn't have to mean that you like allow yourself worth to hinge on what they say about you or to you. But just, you know, appreciate that like they're putting this pressure on you because they love you and they want you to succeed. So ultimately my Saturn return kind of taught me how to appreciate the lesson and the blessing within the ass kicking, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and that allowed me to appreciate my own parents and to see that when they say, you know, the party's over, you need to go to bed or like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be saving money that they're probably fucking right. And even if I disagree, it's still, you know, coming from a place of them truly having my best interests at heart and wanting to help me. And so I like prepared myself for that coming in and I told myself, you know, as much as you might want to just hop, you know, from here to your dream, you know, another Saturn thing is like, you will, you will not be prepared for your dream unless you've put in these hours. As much as we love these rags to riches stories in our culture where you just, you know, I was sleeping in my car and I was $10,000 in debt and now I'm a millionaire CEO and I have everything I ever wanted. Like as much as we love those stories, we tend to gloss over the work that it takes to get from one to the other. And we tend to, especially now with like manifestation culture, we tend to present it as, oh, you just need to change your mindset. And then, you know, snap of the fingers, it'll just happen. And... I think part of the reality that I was confronted with through my Saturn return and this Saturn-Pluto transit was the fact that, no, not only does it require work and time and sacrifice to get from here to there, but it is actually to your benefit to put in the time and work and sacrifice because I mean, it's such a cliche and it's so Saturn, but, you know, truly that work does build character. And if you haven't put in those hours and you suddenly have everything you've ever wanted, you're not going to be prepared just mentally. You're not going to be prepared to actually hold and maintain 
that level of success. You're not, you're not actually ready to handle it unless you've put in that time. You know, it's the same reason why when people win the lottery, they, you know, so often, like three, four years later, are just back to being broke. Because, you know, if you have absolutely no idea how to handle that kind of money and you've only ever been poor and all of a sudden you you're just given like more money than you know what to do with I mean you don't know how to handle it like your nervous system is not ready for it and the only kind of spending habits that you know from your life up to that point have been spend money while you have it because you're not going to have it for long so it becomes this you know, you, you just act out that pattern with the money that you have and pretty soon you're broke again. Unless you've somehow been able to acquire the necessary habits to manage and maintain your money that you are able to apply to a quantity that big, you're just not mentally ready to hold on to that much money. And I think it's the same with anything, like with success. Um... And having this time, having this year to really clear away space and just devote myself fully to putting in these hours, you know, I'm going to build up my mental fortitude, I'm going to build up my finances, I'm going to build up my strength, my determination, my emotional regulation, I'm going to do all of these things. This is what's actually equipping me to then step up into the next level. But it's like, I've, if I want to get, you know, from level three to level five, yeah, maybe it's possible to just like jump from three to five, but then it's very possible that you'll just end up stumbling and falling back into three. And it's a longer path. It's a path that requires discipline and patience. But stepping from three to four and then four to five ultimately is going to be a much smoother and steadier and most likely much more secure and much more successful avenue to get where you want to go. So that's where I feel like I am now. And I feel really good about what I'm doing. And I do still feel this impatience. And I do still feel this sense of like, ah, I want to be there now. I want to be in New York, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really feel angst about it anymore because I know that I'm moving in the right direction. And I have actual faith in myself that I am going to get there. It's just going to take some time. And I'm ready to put in the work. So these are my thoughts about this transit and it's funny how, you know, Pluto station direct and I'm finally starting to feel the pressure lift and I'm able to see, oh yeah, that's what was going on the last six months and that's what I'm doing here and it is working, you know, so I feel like I'm kind of through the most like uncomfortable point of this transit. I'm finally able to see what's happening, you know, what this transit is doing and what it's here to teach me. And uh, we're still in the retrograde 
uh, or in the post-shadow phase of the retrograde. We're in retroshade of Pluto. So I'm still integrating this lesson. It's like the integration phase. Um, I always say a retrograde, there's like the ass-kicking phase when the retrograde is happening, and then there's the integration phase um, in the post-shadow period. So we're still in the integration phase. But I'm feeling this clarity coming in, and I'm feeling really um, sure of where I am and of what I'm doing. So those are my thoughts for Scorpio season and Pluto conjunct Saturn. And uh, with that said, I gotta go get dressed and go to work. So whoever you are, if you're listening, good luck and take care.